Destination Earth, Part 7, Digging Through Scrap. The blizzard approached an enormous trash freighter, a ship as big as a city. It was the same freighter that had picked up young Spin floating through the void in an escape pod 30 years ago. Mounds and mounds of scrap metal were piled up high on the freighter's many cargo decks. Stacks of old spaceships, speeders and fighters created a landscape in which magnetic cranes and carrier drones worked with ceaseless vigor. Robotic arms lifted old parts onto conveyor belts that delivered them into the gaping jaws of trash presses, which turned them into neat rectangular bricks. The crew of the blizzard was welcomed by Gears, the man who had found Spin all those years ago. Spin Braddock! Come here, my lad. It's good to see you, Gears. Here, these are my friends, Garvey, Jenna, Professor Anderton. Lovely to meet you. Make yourself at home. This isn't exactly a social call. We're looking for something. Ah, you've come to the right place. I've got ships of all sizes, spare parts for everything that ever flew between the Great Black Hole and the Outer Rim. I've got warp motivators, uh, fusion reactors, hyperdrive accelerators. I've got nav computers, quantum CPUs. In short, if you need it, I got it. Fine-looking ship you dropped in on, by the way. I'll be able to give you a good price for that. Sorry, the blizzard isn't for sale. We came here looking for something very specific. It's the escape pod you found me in. Tell me you haven't sold it. Absolutely not. So it's still here? Yep, somewhere. Well, do you keep records? Records? <laughs> this operation isn't exactly 100% government approved, if you know what I'm saying. Do you have any idea where we should start looking? <sighs> it was 30 years ago, Spin. I guess we have no choice but to split up and start digging. been looking for hours. My hands are covered in blisters. Let's take a break. What did the pod look like again? Uh, small, boxy, and the name Quasar was stenciled on its side. Kind of like that one? Where? Up there. That magnetic crane just picked it up. It's dropping onto the conveyor belt. The pod is going to land right in the trash press. Gears! How do you stop the press? Gears! He left. Damn it! Where are you going? I have to access the computer before the damn thing gets crushed. He's grabbing onto the crane's arm. It's lifting him over the belt. If he falls now, he'll break every bone in his body. He's jumped onto the belt. Oh, now he's reached the escape pod. He's not going to make it. The pod is about to fall into the trash press. He's disappeared inside the pod. Finn, get out of there! The pod fell into the press. We have to pull him out. There! A ladder! Spin! The press is closing! Get out now! I found it! Too late! The press is crushing the pod! Help me out! Oh, that was close! <laughs> if you hadn't have pulled me out, I'd have made a lovely rug. Let's climb down. Did you find the coordinates? Yes! The pod was launched near the 
Third moon of the second planet of the Sanaton system. Let's go then. You're leaving already? Where have you been? I checked my archives. I backed up the pod systems when I picked it up. It was launched in the Sanaton system. You know, a few minutes earlier, and you would have saved me from a near-death experience. Do you really have to go? I haven't seen you in ages. Sorry, friend. If we manage to save the universe, we'll be back. They hurried back to the blizzard and strapped themselves in. Garvey took off and Spin set a course for the Sanaton system. That's it. The second planet of the Sanaton system. A class four gas giant. Oh, very good, Jenna. There. The smaller of the two moons is the one we're looking for. Getting closer. Jenna, can you scan the surface for the quasar? It's a barren wasteland. Strata of ice just below the surface. There is a faint power source. That must be the quasar. It's located on the moon's dark side. The atmosphere is practically non-existent. 0.1 times the gravitational pull of Deimos. All right, I'll need weights to move around. Garvey, can you land near the power source? It's tricky. The quasar has crashed in a deep valley. The power source is up ahead. Look at those cone-shaped rock formations, like termites' nests. Oh, and there's the ship. It left a large furrow in its wake when it crashed. No way I can land down there. I'll have to set the blizzard down on the edge of the valley. I'll have to walk to the quasar. There isn't much time. Once the sun rises over the valley, it's going to get really hot really quickly. If you're not back here before sunrise, you'll be fried alive. How long do I have? An hour, maybe less. Great. You could take Snowball for a ride. What is Snowball? Garvey led Spin, Jenna and the Professor into the cargo hold. The strange, bulky shape stood in the corner, covered by a black plastic tarp. That's Snowball. Fascinating. Some sort of all-terrain buggy. Did you uh, build it yourself? Beautiful, isn't it? The passenger cell is airtight. If you attach these compressed air cylinders, you can breathe for up to 24 hours. Okay, let's do this. Put on a spacesuit, she is ready to go. Spin slipped into the spacesuit and climbed into the passenger cell of the makeshift buggy. The blizzard's ramp opened, kicking up a dust cloud that settled with eerie slowness in the low gravity of the moon. Spin drove down the ramp and headed for the valley that stretched out before him. Do you read me? Loud and clear. Okay, I'm driving down the slope towards the ship. After zigzag around these rock formations. The wreck is coming closer. You're making good time. Okay, I've reached the quasar. I'm putting on my helmet and sealing it. Right, switching to my helmet transmitter. I'm going to leave Snowball now. Feels weird walking in this low gravity. I think I need more ballast. There's a compartment with ankle weights on the side of Snowball. Yep, found it. That's better. Don't waste any more time. The sun rises in 40 minutes. Aye, aye, Captain. Right, I'm going in. The crash ripped open the hull. I can just squeeze through. Right, I'm inside. There is a narrow corridor. Hang on, I'll switch on my helmet lights. I'm walking down the corridor. There's a doorway here. Let me see what's behind it. 
There's a ladder. I'll climb up. I've reached the hatch. I'll try to open it. Okay. I made it through. I'm in a big room on the third level. What was that? thought I heard something. There's hardly any air in that ship. No air, no sound. The corridor in front of me is as black as a Daimor City sewer. Gary, are you sure this ship is dead? Only the faintest blip on the electromagnetic spectrum. What's going on? There were lights, sounds. Wait. There are some lockers here. Each one has a name plaque. They're covered in grime. I'll wipe them clean. Captain Ellen Francisco. You must have reached the crew quarters. I'm at the next locker. Graham Braddock. And my father. I think I, uh, I think I need a moment. Spin, this is not the time to get sentimental. You have 35 minutes. I know. It, it's just... Never mind. Juliet Braddock. Mum. There's one more. Spencer Ian Braddock. <laughs> That's me. Escape pod. What's going on? It's going to be all right. Open the pod door, quick! Before she was... I saw the whole thing. Why did I forget? You're running out of time. The sun rises in ten minutes. You're right. 
Professor, where would I find the memory core? Uh, it should be under one of the floor panels near the center console. I think I've got it. Hurry, you haven't got much time. Okay, I'm going back to Snowball. Spin ran through the corridors of the deserted ship, climbed down the ladder, and emerged from the crack in the hull, just as the first rays of sunlight crept over the horizon. I'm back inside Snowball. Five minutes, hurry. What was that? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what? Well, I've scanned the geological strata in the valley floor. There are deposits of ice just below the surface. The temperature is rising so rapidly that they're sublimating into superheated gas. The gas shoots upwards, creating those geysers you just witnessed. Well, there's another one. If I hit one of those, I'll be fried alive. Well, steamed alive, but let's not argue semantics. You have to get out of there. It's only going to get worse. I'm almost through the valley. I've reached the slope. Now something's wrong. She's getting slower. I don't understand. The fuel cells are fully charged. It looks like the slope is too steep for her. Finn, two minutes until the sun floods the valley. You have to get inside the blizzard. I've got an idea. I'm getting out. Open the blizzard's loading ramp. Already open. There's a pyroclastic flow heading right for you. I'll get rid of these ankle weights. Now, if I unhook the compressed air cylinder, Whatever you're doing, hurry. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the air cylinder and ride it like a torpedo. If I shatter the valve with a fire axe, it should carry me up the hill. Hope this works. Now! He's in. I'm taking off. Plastic flow blew up Snowball. That was close. Let's see how Spin's doing. They found Spin in the cargo hold. His wild ride on the compressed air cylinder had ended abruptly at the far wall, where he lay in a crumpled heap. Spin. Spin. Spin, are you okay? I almost burned up in the heat. <laughs> you look like you fell asleep on a barbecue. I, I got the memory core. Fantastic. Garvey, help me hook it up to the Blizzard's computer. Garvey and I dug through the garbled data from the ship's memory core. I found fragments of a video log. Take a look. That's my mother. There is a scare story that circulates among the smugglers of the Outer Rim trading posts. They will often use the asteroids near Baraka to hide from patrols. Some say the asteroid field is haunted by an old woman who floats among the swirling rocks. <laughs> this is nonsense, of course. Most of them have smoked too much moonroach tobacco, but things got interesting when one smuggler said he had seen her with his own eyes. One detail in his description immediately stuck out. He said she had a big bulge on her forehead. A bulge on her forehead. Just like Adam. That mysterious floating woman must be Eve, the other colony ship. Baraka isn't very far. 
The quasar must have been on its way when it ran into the Grey Patrol. What are we waiting for? Plot a course to Baraka. I need to lie down. Spin? Spin, are you all right? You know, um, I never got it. Why you and your dad are looking for Earth. Frankly, I thought it was just some old guy's strange obsession and you were playing along to make him happy. But that's not it, is it? It's about where we come from. That just never meant anything to me until now. Here, I want you to have my dog tags. Thank you. No, I'm the one who has to thank you. For what? Taking me on this crazy ride. <laughs> okay, let me get some sleep. Are you crying? Nonsense. It's uh, the heat wave. Just dried my eyes out is all. Garvey programmed the NAV computer, and the blizzard jumped into hyperspace. Would they find Eve, the second colony ship? Tune in next time for part eight of Destination Earth. Destination Earth is written and directed by Patrick McGinley. It stars Jerry Redford, Jet Tattersall, Jemima Knight, and Peter McCallum, and is narrated by Francis Edwards. Music by Silke Matzpol. It was recorded at Sydney Sound Brewery by recording engineer John Resk. If you enjoy Destination Earth, please tell your friends about it and like and subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Reviews and comments are very much appreciated. On Twitter, we are at DestiEarthAudio. We are Destination underscore Earth underscore Audio on Instagram, and you can find us on the web at DestinationEarthAudio.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>